0: Hello, and welcome again to another Systems Within Systems presents The Way of Violent Realization.
1: All right, so uh, what do you guys want to talk about? There was something we were talking about? Or mean, or were... I mean, or we... Well, the last time we left them with a the cliffhanger. We did?
0: Yeah. Okay. You asked the question, why does creation exist? Was that the, Did we say that on the last one? Did I say that on the last one? I don't remember saying that. I'm pretty... I think you guys are making it up. Room? You asked everyone else in the room, why does creation exist? And then you danced around the topic for 45 minutes, uh, and then you okay, left. That sounds like me. <laughs> no, on, on the podcast
1: we did that? Or yeah. was that? Oh, okay, then yeah. Did, did we not? Did, we
0: did discuss why creation exists in you the room. We, we all we, have. We, we gave our two cents and then different answers. And I had to recuse myself because you told me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I could
1: be wrong, you know. Well,
0: <laughs> it's just not a matter of fact. <laughs> that's, <just laughs> that's just my you, opinion. You told me your view in that case. It's a pretty good view,
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit that. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Creation, we could talk about creation. We could talk about essence. That's some pretty deep stuff. Uh, When we talk about, uh, you know, the... um, creation in itself, or, or, or how it actually formed, and all of these different things we can, we can bring about, just given some different aspects on that. You know, like you, get into, oh, you get into subatomic, and you get into particles and atoms, and, you know, the substance of the stuff of, uh, of our existence. But uh, I remember, I asked you that question, where was it, at, at uh, Aja, right? Yes. Was it just you? No, these guys it's were there. The three you guys were there,
0: and then everybody left. And I they, well, yeah, yeah. And we drove we, together. They, they had to go sorry. home because they both had work the next day. Did we talk about it on the way home? No, we we stayed and hung out because it was your night off. Oh,
1: so you got the uh, yeah. You, you weren't done talking, chance, but they had to leave. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I'm not done talking and I have to leave. <laughs> you know, many times I'm not done talking and I have to leave. You know. So, all right. So I gave Ben. Uh, I asked you guys a question. Uh, I remember I was coming out of the um, the uh, bathroom, and walking back to the table, and we just had some type of podcast. And I said, let me give these guys a little cliffhanger and ask them a, a conundrum, you know. So I said uh, to you, as I said, why does creation exist? Nobody ever really thinks about that. And all I saw was all these uh, blank stares. I mean, it's a really good, powerful question, you know. I think. I'm going to have Ben answer it, or talk about it, but I think um, what's funny when you talk about creation, and how I look at creation is a little bit differently, our consciousness and all of that, how everything uh, is interconnected, it's all the matrix of of what your life is, your temple, and it it just goes in so many different uh, facets and directions, a big giant web that touches everything. But we always think about creation. When we think about creation, we're always praying to something. Or we're told about something. So when I look at, uh, before Ben answers the question that, uh, that I was talking to him about, and see how he thought about it and came about to his uh, way of expressing it. Um, we're always told, we don't, I always looked at religion. Uh, and just looking at religion, uh, all religion. When I, I have a whole. Ben and I were talking today about doing a whole biography. Me talking a biography of how I've come to where I've come today, and it's pretty interesting of how I've discovered things. But when I was very young, uh, I was uh, brought up in the Catholic uh, religion, and uh, when I was around 12 years old, just briefly. Uh, I got up and I told my father and my mother, I remember driving home. I don't know, maybe he was even younger, 11 or 12. I remember driving home and I said, I'm not going to church anymore. And my father, you know, was like, what? <laughs> and I gave him my reasons at the time. My reasons were, well, you know, these people are in church, they have to go, they have to do this that and the other thing. And we're not going to discuss that. I just started thinking differently around 12 years old and uh, or 11 or 12. I always thought differently, but... Uh, around that time was uh, the time when I started really trying to really search for God, you know, what the real meaning of God was. So uh, as I grew older and stuff, I got involved with mythologies. I started uh, going into where Joseph Campbell and whatnot and seeing that all the religions were kind of saying the same thing. And I looked at what they had to teach and what they had to say, sort of like reading in between the lines. So even when I did a study of the Bible both Old and New Testament uh, back in the day, uh, it was in, in between the lines that I started seeing a lot of the meanings, the words that were really being said. And there's an interesting journey to all of that on how I've come to where I am. But now, I, when you ask or, or you think about creation, uh, as humans and as what we are, we always need to follow. So we we tried to, I remember one of my friends, one of my students, uh, James, uh, his father, who was a very uh, religious person, I don't know what, I think, I don't know if he was Muslim, I think he was Muslim, and uh, he said to his sons, okay, you have to pick a faith, you're at the age now where you pick a faith, and it was point blank, and I said, well, you know, that's kind of what we do, either you're raised, in a... but he said, you have to pick a faith, I thought that was unique. He's the same guy that designed all my mm. Kung Fu clothes. And uh, he said, you're at the age now where you need to make a decision. Do you want to believe in Christians? Do you want to believe in Muslims? Do you want to believe in Buddha? You have to pick a faith. And, um, I, and I guess they did. But most of our faiths, and we talked about faith before, but most of our faiths are, are either done for us through our family, something that you choose to follow. Uh, There was a point where I choose to follow none of them. And I started actually asking myself many moons ago, what is creation? And why does creation exist? And why do I exist? And all the faiths, we'll say, became mythologies to me for me to learn from. So I've learned from all of them, you know, uh, even the dark ones, you know, and I've just uh, Want this whole journey to discover more instead of just saying either somebody saying pick one, or because I was raised on one, or because I feared I had fear that if I didn't believe in this religion or that religion that I would be damned for all time. You know, like okay, you need to pick one because you know whoever your creator is going to be when you go to them, and say, well, why didn't you? You know, why? Why? Where were you? You know, but <laughs> well. I found that that is really a path to, that all religions, all faiths, they're basically kind of saying the same thing in different ways, but you have to see what they're saying. So I really started believing in creation in itself, in its purity, in just a pure form. And we could get into the substance, we can get into essence, that's heavy stuff. You know, we can get into all of that, but to me that is what we embody. And I look at uh, our bodies as a temple. Okay, let's talk about the body before we, talk, we let uh, Ben go. We always want to set ourselves free from our bodies. And I have no problem with death. I like death. You know, death is always around. It's always reminding me. It's always telling you that it's here. Don't lose sight of it. And one day it's got to say, okay, you're going. So death is become more of a friend than an enemy it's become a partner to remind me of where I am, but not something I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not, uh, there are days where I do, (laughs) you know, there are days where people, just everybody does, but uh, it's a a presence in a sense. It reminds me um, not to have fear, to just like cross over that it's present and that I must always keep in motion and movement, be mindful, but not fear. Because if you fear, then you're not really answering creation. So you're believing in something. And when I was very young, I didn't want to believe, like when I was 11 years old, I didn't want to believe in something because I was afraid of it. You know, and, and I still kind of stuck to that. You know, If I loved creation, it's different. But if I love God for whatever deity or belief I may be, I didn't want to love God because I was afraid of God or feared God or feared death I really truly wanted to have love and, you know like the kind of love you may have for your best friend or or, or your wife or your husband or you know or your children you know like you, you're not you don't want to see them anything happen to them but it was a, like you love them and I don't really understand love and especially to me God the word God lessens what God really is what creation is because it gives us something that we need to, to to format. Now, the symbols that we form to communicate are important, and that's the symbolism that we could talk about as well. And all of this will interconnect. But I didn't want to love, or, or any type of religion's belief, I didn't want to love God because I was afraid of God. You know, I like the idea that for God's sake we are led like sheep to the slaughterhouse, which means that Maybe on your first stepping stone, you need to know that that you're not immortal, and that you are going to die. But that is not a reason for you to love God. It has to be real. Our creation. That's why creation meant so much. It was so bigger to me. You know, it was so much more than than compacting it. Symbol wise, yes, you could speak as a symbol to help clear or filter things out. But creation is is like. I love creation means I just love creation. I don't love it because I'm afraid to die or because I love it because I'm fearful of death. It it, it means nothing to me. You know, I didn't want to love at at a young age because I was afraid and like, oh, if I, Or many people will pray and they'll do things. Well, you just never know, you know, so I'm going to pray just in case, (laughs) you know. And if there was a God, he's going to say, hey, man, you know, that doesn't cut the mustard. (laughs) Like, you don't think I know I'm God. I know everything. You know, you're just lying to yourself. You don't really believe in me. You don't really love me or whatever it may be. And that's where I come into the endless possibilities of existence. So our bodies, our bodies are vessels. And I just had a conversation we won't get into with Ben that we'll bring up. But it's all of you. It's all in. You know, everything that your body is as a temple, Your however you want to call things, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your brain, your body, everything that's in it, the organs, all of that, you know, your thoughts, your uh, essence, your chi, your connectiveness to energies, all of that, is like a traveling ship. And you can't separate yourself. It all has to be together. Everything is together. So whether you know you may have a body that's damaged or crippled in some way or this, that, and the other. Now if you have brain damage, then that's the way it is. I, to me, a person that gets brain damage later in life, to me, the soul or the spirit is like a storage center. It still experiences things, even though you may not be aware of your experiencing it. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. It, I feel that. These, all these energies, all of everything that we are, and we are made up of energy. It's like when you see a person's death, and I've seen a lot of that, whether through um, instant, something that happens at the moment, or later on when you've been to funerals and wakes and you see them, even when a person's just laying there, you walk into the room and they're dead. It's like, why did they die? Now, maybe some disease or something, but the person uh, you know, like be dying because they're just old. And the energies couldn't hold in that body. anymore. And you're looking at the body and you're saying, this person has just died because they're old. But the life was out of them. The body's still there. All the organs, everything. I always found that kind of fascinating when I was studying death. And uh, just the body was laying it, but the energy, you know, was gone. You know, the soul or whatever it was, it was just empty. It was just this empty vessel. That's really cool you know, and all the energy that helped lift the bones and make everything move and the muscles and everything that the brain just reacted and made it move. It was gone. No more neurons, no more brain synapse, no nothing. It was just gone, shut down. I said, wow, that's really, the temple just rested. Whether it's through, you know, old age or through disease or through accident, you know, but when I thought about religion it was, to me, it was all stepping like a, like a staircase. And when I went out and I really started studying, and by studying, not just reading and research at the time, I went and went to all these organizations and went in order and submerged myself in all these different organizations to just see what it was like. And then I, met, I came upon Joseph Campbell and, uh, who really started, like, he was obviously, you know, educated and, uh, was able to do things through, uh, uh, putting mythologies and, uh, all the archaeology, archaeology and all that stuff, uh, together. And it was just really amazing. Listen to him, how he, like, wow, there's somebody out there that's thinking the same way I did when he does it better. <laughs> you know, like, he does it from a professor's point of view and it's just great to listen to him, you know? And, um. I really started at a a young age looking at religion as a a binding to become something, to become one with creation. You know, he used all of those things, even the negative things that were so-called negative, which we won't get into the dark side of it, but the dark side's important in in, in balance. And as you're all steps to understand uh, what creation is to me and using my whole body, no matter what it is, my whole appreciating my vessel, you know, appreciating my vessel, appreciating, not that I don't have a lot of money, not that I'm not doing this, that just appreciating, appreciating, which people do not do appreciating my vessel. I could sit on a chair, I could sit in Starbucks, I could sit on the edge of my bed and just sit there and life could be going crazy like it is right now, you know, with the moving and stuff. And I could sit there and I could just, it comes back to just appreciating my temple. That's where it's all at. That's what gives me the, the movement, the motion to, to, to react to, uh, you know, like life's a giant hallway with many rooms to enter. And I'm just moving down that. And to me, that's what religion is. So coming upon creation is all these steps. And religion is very important. But I think our downfall in religion is that we either pick it or we have fear of believing it. We still hold on to that that old-style religion, which is starting to lose. People, I think, now are becoming, I would say, more soulful or spiritual, they call it but at the same time they're also very fearful and all adjacent or the move to something and to me creation is all you need you need to listen to the many voices that are within you and you need to filter out all those voices through experience and through certain symbols that you break through within yourself that help you recognize the true voice of self and many people ask me how do you recognize the true voice of self and that we can maybe we can maybe touch on that after we talk about the many voices, because that's a difficult thing, but it's not so difficult. It really is not, you know? And yes, it is. It is also difficult, focusing without focusing, (laughs) you know? So I just wanted to give a little monologue to what you're going to say, Ben, about a little bit of how I've come about or where I've grown to that and how important it is for anybody who's listening and for you guys that are here in the room to really appreciate the moment that you're in right now, sitting here. But it's not just sitting here. You have to really appreciate your temple, even when it's hurting, pain, hungry, headache. The only time we seem to really appreciate our temples is when we're sick, because then it becomes an inconvenience. Like, hey man, I got things to do, why am I sick? You don't even, you don't even think about like, oh, I'm sick, time to rest. You think about, well, what gonna, I got stuff to do. I'm sick, I'm coughing, I'm hacking, I, I wanted to go out on this date, I gotta move furniture, I gotta do all this stuff, I gotta go to work, but I'm sick, I can't do anything. And you see your temple saying, hey man, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to me. Look at what you're doing, pay attention. You need your overall body, whatever it may be. If you get a back injury or something comes in, you have to learn to adapt and overcome it. You know, and, or amalgamate it into your lifestyle. Whatever it may be. You lose a leg, you have to deal with it. You have to learn how to work with it. Hopefully, you know one day we'll, we'll be like you know have the bionic leg, bionic legs and arms. You know, <laughs> people wanting to be um cut off. I could think of something very bad there to say, but we'll talk it. We'll, we'll skip that. <laughs> but um, um, you have to really first appreciate your body temple and everything that it is. It's not that, hey, I, I'm going to die so I can be with something. It's all together. It's all part of your journey. And this is where creation comes in. And then you can actually feel creation. You can feel it. You can feel it around you. You can feel it in the walls. You can feel it in everything. And when you start to really understand your body temple. And it's also, it could be destructive. Because creation destroys to create, right? And it can also be healing, you know, as far as how you amalgamate it or how you use it in your own body temple, how you express it, how you create your belief, which is basically what Shaolin is supposed to be about. So i am got to give a little bit of a background of how I, I've come up to the, Asking you guys that question. And why I believe the way that I believe. Why I believe in creation, in the purity, or in the essence of that creation being a part of it. It's a part of me. And how you get in touch with that. And as you get better in touch with that, you're able to filter out and listen. You know, you'll hear all the voices, but one voice will help bring all those voices together. And that has to come first through the appreciation of your overall body temple working with everything and be willing to have movement and make mistakes and learn from them you know all right so that little prelude to uh, where I've come across may help a little bit you know with your blank faces when I ask that question which I tend to do from time to time ask you guys questions that just I get those Like your deer's in the headlight staring at me.
0: Crickets in the background. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of funny. So, Ben, you want to take it over? Well, I mean, you. As with a number of our conversations, the longer you talk, the more my mind splinters off into multiple different topics. Yeah. That's just. So what? That's too bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, you can go right back to the to that day, and then you can add anything else you want to say. Because
0: uh, with the the voices, it all comes into that. Yeah, you know. Um, do you, Do you want me to start with the answer? Or do you want me to just go on something? You other? tell
1: me. If, you know, you want to start with that day when I walk back to the table and I asked you guys the question. Well, Are? yeah,
0: we had just finished eating, and I think we were just sitting around the table having tea, and the place was getting ready. They were they weren't closing, but. The kitchen was done, and they were cleaning up and stuff. And they liked me there, so they stayed for me. Yeah, they, they let us hang. It's very nice. And you came back to the table. And I don't remember what we were talking about before it. Now, who was at the table? It just everyone here. It
1: was it? Wasn't yeah. there somebody else there as well?
0: Or it was just us? No, it was just it was four of us. Oh, Jen wasn't with us? Jen was not with us. Okay. All right. Because she would have given a Jen answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could imagine what that answer would have been. <laughs> Go ahead, but, but you know it would have been very good. It would have been a very good, Janet. <laughs> yeah. In case she listens to these. Um. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll um, will ever listen. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, you just kind of you kind of reclined as you are now, and you just looked at us, and you think, "Why does creation exist?" And that's what you heard—just that 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 silence. <laughs> I wonder if the mic can actually pick up the crickets in the background. <laughs> I don't know. And we threw a number of different things. Did you? I don't remember you guys throwing anything at me there. Well, it was after a lot of, uh, but we... we I don't remember anything. I remember you guys just staring. No, no, they talked. You did? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember what I said.
1: I know it was wrong. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. But oh, it was I, just, I disagree you know. <laughs> with it from where I am now. Was that? Because went off in a whole different direction.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember what what you guys were talking about, and I was more or less on the same page with you guys.
1: I don't remember anything coming across. I, it was, you guys were just to me. Maybe you guys were talking but was you were just like guessing. It yeah, just that like sounds you were right. Just guessing things. Oh, like, well, I guess it's this. I guess it's that. Because I mean, obviously the question was unfair, and that's what it was meant to be. And two it was meant to just make us think. Make you think about something that you know even my listeners probably don't think about why does creation exist you know and that's why I said this little spiel before that
0: yeah you know and and I'll I'll, I'll use that as a jumping off point not to answer the question sorry you got to wait a little longer but to rehash what you're talking about religion a little bit so in the course of my studies and I don't remember which people's it was but uh, I was told that the Native Americans didn't have a word for religion. And that's just because it was part of their life. So, if you look at the true intent of religion, it's that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be a path. So whether you choose, like, Christianity or Buddhism, Taoism, or Shaolin. Like, well, Shaolin's not really a religion,
1: but like, it deals no, from Buddhism. No, but, but I mean,
0: it's, it's a path the point is muslim you're using uh, like a framework for how you choose to live your life right and it's and they originally most of them they have they have like an instilled honor code in them you know like judaism has the 10 commandments and most of them are very socially functional it's like it's all conflict avoidance the first 3 are about the god itself. It's like, alright, we all agree this is the same god. Don't worship other gods. Just, just deal with that. And you're like, okay, fine. And the rest is just, don't be a dickhead. That, that's, that's really, it's like, stop stealing from people. Don't kill people. Don't try to buy your neighbor's wife. Yeah, and I mean the, the, the only, my only beef with the Ten Commandments is, don't rape is conspicuously absent. But <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, 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 like, uh, just,
0: uh. come on. Make eleven. Add it in there, but I mean, it goes into pretty much just don't destroy people, don't don't damage. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, it's a framework for how to live your life in the pursuit of discovery and growth. That's typically what they're they're all about. And then, yeah, we can talk about the political agendas and the power control. And And We've already touched on that. Everybody knows that anyway. Yeah, so we don't really have to go into that. But, and I know these seem unrelated, but a friend of mine, who I'm not going to call out, uh, is a teacher. and He's in the class, and he's teaching philosophy. And he asks this question, and he's like, where is the seat of emotion? It'll be explained in a second. It is connected. And... You know, like, is it in the mind? Is it in the brain? And one kid raises his hand, and he's like, where's the seat of emotion? He's like, it's in the heart. And he's like, do you mean, like, the metaphorical heart, like, where we have all the emotions? He goes, no, no, it's in the, the organ, the heart. And my friend, um, more, I think, more or less laughed him off. He's like, Ooh, no. Ooh, that's bad. I, I know. That's but a bad, bad teacher. <laughs> Don't we'll talk to your friend. <laughs> you know who my friend is. I'm to knock him out. Don't knock him out. <laughs> But the point is, like... I'm no, saying so I'm going to put my heart in it.
1: <laughs>
0: Hit him with love! No. <laughs> Hit him with love! So, Master Ford. <laughs> my, the point is, like, I wasn't with it enough at the time. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I was just listening to the story that my friend was telling me. And I thought about it for a while. And I was like, you know, if I had to pick one of those three, or one of those options, I'm going to agree with that kid more than the other. I still don't agree with that kid. I agree with that kid the most though and here's here's my rationale before you get touchy so if anyone here has ever lost a loved one unfortunately i have you know it's just one of those things you get a headache does it feel like your head's gonna split open no it feels like your heart is gonna move and that's because it's part of an integrated whole it's not that the emotion is stemming from the heart. It's that it's a powerful organ that is at the center of everything and it's connected to everything else. And that's just where it's resonating with. So, most of the experiences and what you were talking about earlier, I can't remember specifically, but it's about getting, and as people we just have to section everything off. It's like, well, I have the left and I have the right and I have have this aspect and that aspect. That's why I call the school systems within systems. Right. Multiple. And, and we, just, we, we just have to organize <clears throat> things in neat little boxes. But the entire point is, those boxes all have to be jumbled together and work as an integrated whole. So there's no, there's no, in my mind, there's no metaphorical seat of the emotions. It's the whole thing. It's all of it. Like, if you lose that arm like you were talking about and you get that bionic arm, you, you can't comprehend how it's going to change the way you think, feel, and view things. There's stuff in that arm, and you don't know what it is, and that's what's cool. So, getting back to the actual question. Why so, you, mm, wait a minute. Now, yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Because I... I uh, oh, oh, I got you started. Okay. No, no, no. Right. Not
1: me started at all. So, your teacher, let's go back to your teacher okay, that buddy. laughed yeah. at that kid, which right. is wrong, and I'm going to talk to well, him. Well, he
0: may not have laughed at the kid. I'm just...
1: Yeah. I, mean, I know yeah, who he is. I'm I mean, embellishing. He's in trouble. All right all right, right. all right. Well, that was a long time ago, so he's changed a lot since then. Yes. Since he's been training with me. But but you talked about emotion. I did. So did he talk to you? I'm just curious. Did he talk to you any more about that class? I don't remember what the general consensus was. So what did he come up with? Well, if he you? laughed at the kid, then apparently he thought he had the answers. Yeah. So what was his answer? I don't oh. remember. Oh. Okay, we gotta find that out. I wanna find that. I'm gonna talk to What is your answer? I wanna hear what your answer is. And what was it, the seat of emotion? Yeah, where's the Where's the seat of emotion? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tear him apart. Okay, so go on. That's cool. So we're gonna, I'm gonna ask him the same question, you know? Okay. But don't tell him that you told me. Oh, man. And let's see. Don't, where, don't, where don't blindside answer? him then. I'm gonna blindside him. Uh, I'm gonna uh, sucker punch him. And then he's gonna <laughs> come for me and he's gonna go, uh, and I'm going to say, I may even play with him a little bit. I Well, it comes from the heart and, and, and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. right. Uh, yeah, it's not right. But I, and uh, we'll talk about that deceit of emotion. That's a good comment. In fact, we may invite him on the podcast and him coming. He's a very intelligent guy and he's a great guy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just going to play with him a little bit. Maybe but, we'll invite him to the podcast and I'll ask the question on the podcast. I think. The listeners, we're going to get a kick out of that. <laughs> oh, man. That's... Yeah, that'd be cruel. You're but ruthless. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, you know I'm ruthless. I know, you know you're ruthless. You know, so yeah, I, we've you met. Got you got know? a speaker that
0: we're going to mess <laughs> with this <laughs> week. <laughs> is... <laughs> Come on. How good would that be? I uh, want to do that. <laughs> uh, you're reminding me of this. There's a comedian named Pablo Francisco, and he was making fun of Jerry Springer. <laughs> and he's just like... And Pablo Francisco does this bit where he's intim- in, like impersonating Springer... <laughs> And he brings on, like, a white supremacist. And the guy's like, I hate this type of people, this type of person, this type of person. And he goes, well, we just happen to have some of this type of person, some of that type of person, and some of those type of person. Here's a knife. Do something with that. Like, it's just like, he just instigates everything. And I'm not no, instigating. No, you're just, no. you're trapping. No, no, <laughs> no. no so it's it was, worse.
1: Yeah, well, he should be ready now. You should have. I'm gonna I want to see what his answer oh, okay. is. Let's yeah. hear what his answer is like a kitten in front of the steamroller. Right. So, yeah. so
0: let's talk about
1: the so let's talk about the seat of emotion. Where does uh, that come from? Uh, I believe it comes from the heart. You're making me uh, feel we're telling these stories. No 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 I, I, but we may get him on the show. He's a very intelligent guy. He's I like to guy. see where he's got. obviously he had a growth since then. Mm. You know, where you are. Remember one of the things that we teach or anybody teach who you are now is not going to be who you are five years from now. Especially mm. if you're going to grow. It's the same it. thing with religion. If you if you have a religious exactly. faith and a belief, a lot of times you may outgrow it, but because of your surrounding and the peer pressure and stuff, you stay in something that you really don't believe anymore. And that's not what we're about. Here's we're changing. We're, now I may be saying something ten years go by. I'm saying, hey, I believe a little bit differently
0: now. Let's talk about what that or where that came from. All right. Because anyway. of that, I'm going to ask these two guys a question. You asked me, and my answer's changed several times since you asked me and that so you asked me first with the preface all right do you believe in god you can tell me whichever yes or no uh, not really kind of not, not so much no, not, not in the religious sense but uh it, it depends you know, what what you define god as all right well do you believe in creation yes all right so so here's here's good. essentially the same question essentially the same question does creation have a personality? <laughs> Crickets. That's what you hit me with. My I'm glad answer, you remembered all this stuff. Yeah. No, my answers changed over the years. So I, I'm i not going to give people listening an answer for that. Because that's something you have to come up with on your own. I can't tell you. I can tell you what I think. But what I think is probably going to be very different than what you think and what they're thinking. Oh, I don't else. really think anything about that. It's more empty.
1: So that's a whole thing. That's more void. When you talk about creation, does creation uh, have a personality? Well, it's you... It's like what people say, what is the meaning of life? Is that you bring meaning to it. So you are a part of that creation. That's the many... You know, the many differences in, in just in ex- how many <laughs> paths you can travel down. But... Right. Um to uh, the endless differences in creation, you mm. know, the endless differences in the self. So it depends on where you are within that creation that gives it, you know, so if it's void of of it just is, then you bring the personality to that, right, you know? And creation in its essence in itself, in its essence, yeah, it has it has meaning. But you bring meaning to creation as well, hmm. you know, and everything. So, you know, that's a little bit uh, off, you know, what you were like, you, you know, do creation have a personality? You, you bring the personality to it, you know, but there is more to it than that. Yes. Yeah.
0: Which brings us, why does creation exist, right? And now we can finally answer the question. <laughs> And if you, if you got the writing I sent you, it had the answer in there. Really? Do you remember it? I didn't see the answer to why creation existed in the writing. To remind itself that it does. Oh.
1: So if you can't oh. see it, you're freaking editing it. How have my readers got to see it?
0: You got to Now you remember where it is, like, it is, don't you? Okay. You're like, I know that line, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I had to marinate on that one for a good long while. Yeah. So, how did you when you marinated on it? How did you what? Did, how did
1: you uh, marinate on it? Let's let's get, you know give some people some some feedback on that.
0: It's it just to remind itself that it does. Each one of us is just, for lack of a better explanation, a trigger point to keep creation in the moment. I, I don't. I don't know, I had a lot of trouble with it, honestly. I'm still having trouble with it. It's just Well, in what way are you having trouble with it? It's just over my freaking
1: head. No. (laughs) Over anybody's head. Hey. You know, it's just like how are you when you say that you're having trouble with it. Yeah. You know, it's again, you know, the Joker. Why so serious?
0: That that's right? j- you make fun of me. You're just like you're not the Joker. You're Batman. Like, this is how things have to be. Have I ever made a difference? It's
1: like, but sh- remember, systems within systems. You know, and even in, it's like we're very complicated. We're we're walking miracles. Our temples are walking miracles, and we don't appreciate it. We only we only see we don't even see our temple. That's what I mean. Like when you sit with creation, you understand, you appreciate that. We don't even see our temple. We see things and we we put ourselves uh, we're still like uh you know who's more alpha or who has more money or who has this we see we see stuff we see things we don't see our temple until so, you know our temple uh, can't function anymore or, or when you're dying or that and you realize it's like my favorite uh you know uh saying was, yeah, uh, with, the one, with the one monk, had all these other monks come to see him, and he was dying, they all wanted to hear his last words, and all he said to his head disciple, and all these monks were sitting in there watching him, he just put his hand out to his head disciple, just before he died, and said, give me your money, and he died, and it just says it all right there, you know? It's not the stuff the stuff is just part of the journey, you know, but where are you within all of that? It's not that complicated. We just make it complicated because we see God we see this we need to we need to you know kind of you know, most people will kill or Or do terrible things in the name of their belief or God or who they believe in or who they're following you know and um, uh, and it's all this material, wrong or right, that's what we do. But if you really see creation in a whole different concept, and you see your body, your temple, as a miracle, a moving miracle, then no matter what's going on in your life, and life on all of us gets really crazy and frustrating, and, and all of these things and, and all lessons that we've learned throughout our life. But You see the simplicity of where your temple is and then how you move it from there and what it is that you're going to have in your life, whether you're, you know, what you're driving, how you're living, whatever it may be. That's up to you. You have that journey. You can make those decisions, you know, to break away or to be stronger or to do different things and help you build uh, on different parts of your life, materially, socially, you know, intellectually, whatever it may be. But um, it all comes back to your, to your, your center, to where that seat is, you know, and how you move with it, like a vessel that is just ready to sail life's experiences. That also helps you to listen to the voice. So, creation is what again? What is it again, Ben? Why does creation exist? To remind itself that it does. There you go. And how does it remind itself? By you. By everything that it is. It just is. It reminds us it's in the game. You're playing with God, the warrior's path. Kind of, you know, you are in the you're the warrior is one who moves through things, takes out the sword and cuts through adversity, no matter what it may be, adapts and overcome all the things that's in the book that Kenny's gonna read that I wrote a long time ago that I only meant to give to my students and stuff will be talking. Did you ever read that book? Oh yeah, many yeah. times. Okay. So the material that we'll be working on comes from all of that. It's about the journey. It's about moving. You know, it's about in the sandbox with creation. It's Here's God, however image you may have, which, you know, of, or, or how you may relate to it, handing you the shovel and the little bucket of sand. And we're just walking on the edge of that sandbox. we walking around the sandbox. And, and oh God, creation is saying, get in the sandbox. And let's play, and then from experience, wherever your journey's going, through all the steps, maybe you can get in that sandbox and start to play. It's playing with creation. It brings meaning to it. You bring meaning to it. You bring it. it it's a part of you, and it reminds itself of why it exists through who and what you are. Not just. It could be to a subatomic particle, to a, an ant, to the sun. All part of the substance, all the stuff, the essence of it. Everything exists within that, the matrix of creation. But, you know, when you look at our lives as humans, it's pretty bleak. You know, when you think about everything that goes on. We're pretty dull. We want to obtain and get as many things as we can. We have moments of happiness when we purchase or buy something. We like to show people what we have and what we've gained. You know, uh, we, uh, live, we have our families. If some of some people have political agendas uh, that destroy other people or wars, or whatever to obtain, uh, we have wars and we use our wars to, to gain ground, substance, uh, materials, to, uh, resources. Uh, you know, we, we like to section everything off, but basically, you know, we all want the same thing. We, we, you know, we want our health, if we could think about health, which deals with our body temple. You know, we want to take care of our family and our friends. You know, we want a nice house. We grow old, we go to the movies, and we die. You know, that's not very adventurous. You know, who are you, who are you impressing? What are you doing with your temple? How are you in the play? How are you playing with creation? It's much more, look at my life, how I've simplified my life right now, you know? And simplified, and went back to like I was 16 because I'm kind of experimenting with something. Yes, but I'm playing, you see? I'm really playing and I've done that my whole life. And now I'm playing in a whole different way. And some of it, okay, it's been disastrous and horrible. And it's brought me to, to almost, you know, death, you know, where I've almost died in certain situations and stuff. So, you know, but that was all, I survived it and it taught me something, you know, but creation is about being in it, not just merely existing to exist within our hologram, but to play, get in the sandbox and play with God the warrior's path you know the self warrior not a warrior that goes out and chops off babies' heads you know because we're we're doing a reckoning we're getting we're cleaning up everything that's that's a warrior that's in the material sense I'm talking about the spiritual warrior now I know you guys know that if the three of you attacked me you're in big trouble you know that's the physical part of it and that also has allowed me to do the things that I can do because I've tapped with the internal more but because I'm in the sandbox. You're playing, not just existing. You're appreciating. It's like you understand the child in yourself, the child in creation, and you're experiencing it. It's like parents, and I think anybody who's a parent, and is a good parent, and they're doing what they're doing, and they have a child, they see themselves in their children, and the innocence, like, well, it was, well, it was amazing, like, because I lived with a couple that had the baby, and they just grew, Ooh. and they're just amazed at, at everything. Like, wow, I can remember, I can't even remember when I was amazed at that stuff. And everything took, and God, mommy and daddy, they're gods. You're gods. You're just, like, everything, you know? Like, oh, you know, everything's there. Now, as an adult, you're still a child on your plane with creation. And to creation, we are just a child. That has now the wisdom of an adult that wants to learn, but still plays like a child. And anybody who knows me knows that about me. You know, why I am always seem so young. Right? And why people misguess my age forever. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's the whole point. I... Creation is 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 amazing if you play with it. If you're in the box, if you recognize it. If it's not above you, you're in the box, in the sandbox, and you're making sandcastles with God. And each one of those castles has a different room that you need to walk into and learn. You see? That's the hallway. And now you're playing with God, the warrior's path. Not fearful, not fearful of God, not fearful of death. You are plain. Give me your money.
0: I see now how this lines up with the power of consciousness.
1: But you freaking didn't see what was in the, the part that he wrote in the book, did you? So now you gotta rewrite that or look about it, because you gotta make sure our readers get it.
0: Yep, yep. That's what bold type is for. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Okay. And you know, later on, once this develops, we're still developing, it's still in the working phases. We're, we're getting close. We're going to be developing a website and stuff. And people could write in and ask questions and stuff like that, there. And the book is almost on the first chapter of it, right? Mm. You just have to, yeah, I have section, to I edit some stuff. And that will be out. So probably within the next couple of months, we'll be rocking and rolling on this. So then people can really have something to write into. That's the plan. Yeah. Questions about the book, the whole nine and the whole nine yards. It'll be good. So anyway, Ben, is there anything else you want to add to um, to that yeah. little dinner? Or any of you guys want to add to it? Or do you, do you see, um, you know? I feel pretty. I feel pretty good about this one. Yeah. In the simplicity of it.
0: The only thing I wanted to touch on, and you already touched on it, is the entire point of the way of violent realization. Is that you have ideas, but they're still subject to change. And they will change when you start to enter those new rooms in that sandcastle you were talking about. Playing with oh God. Because it just. And that's what makes it violent. Because you walk into those rooms and you have no idea what the hell's going on. And it shakes up everything you thought you knew. So. Just, the only two cents I got is, just try not to be so locked in with what you think and feel you know. Why so serious? Well, you know, that
1: also brings into, like, what we talk about in the martial arts. Like, people will ask me, you know, uh, how do you avoid a sucker punch? You know, like, students will come to me, how do you avoid a sucker punch? And We could, we could close it out with this, possibly, but... You know, me, i always say, you know, like in classes, one more time, not one more time, you know. <laughs> so the ending never really comes, you know. Like, See if do it again, you know. But first of all, when a student asked me that, I said, well, you know, guys, it's a sucker punch. So, you know, if you get sucker punched, you got sucker punched. I mean, you don't avoid
0: a sucker punch. By definition, it hits you blind. It's a sucker
1: punch. Yeah. yeah. And it takes you off guard, whatever it may be. And it could be like, you know, you could be walking down the street and somebody uh, will just come up and hit you. They got that knockout game now. It could happen to me. It could happen to anybody. You just got suckered. Now, conditioning, uh, knowing what it means or what it feels to be hit. Uh, To feel the shock of being hit, to be knowing what that's about, helps you deal with the sucker punch a little bit better. But you enter into a room and you will get sucker punched. And the only way to avoid a sucker punch is you don't avoid it because you just got sucker punched, is you head in the direction that you got punched. So if the punch is coming from your side, if it's coming from your back, if it's coming on top of your head, whatever it may be, where you got hit, you turn and you face that direction. You fight in that direction. Now, if the sucker punch knocks you out, then you're knocked out. And if the whoever knocked you out may walk away and you wake up, you wake up, you dust yourself off, and the person or whatever it may be, may be gone, or you may not wake up, the person may do some dastardly things to you. But the more you're conditioned, the better conditioned you are, the more you're not shocked by getting hit. That's why I always tell my students, you wanna be you've got to be in the fight to win the fight. Don't run away. Learn to deal with the situation by subtleties and movements and whatnot, which you hear me guys say to you guys all the time. Right? And how you can stand there and without retreating, and retreat in a way that gives you understanding of range and, and movement so you could still attack. But you walk into a room <coughs> You get blindsided. You have to face the direction that you get blindsided in. You have to challenge it. Boom, I got hit. Whoa, boom, turn right away and go towards that direction. Put your hands up in that direction and deal with it. You got shocked unless it knocks you out. Don't go, boom, I got shocked. Oh, my God, what happened? Oh, I'm, I'm hit. You know, that's non-existent. It's instantaneously. The sucker punch and you become one. You become... The same. Like the moth to the flame. For a moment, that moth is one with the flame. Then it's dead. Right? Right? Sucker punch. Boom! Become one with it. Direct yourself towards it. To it. Unless, of course, you're knocked out. You know? But most people that get sucker punched don't get really knocked out from it. You know? Especially conditioned people. You know? Unless... The person really is a heavy, heavy good, puncher good hitter. or whatever it is. Of course, if they sucker punch you with a hammer, you're in big trouble. And you know, I've been in, in, in fights on the street where I've seen people get hit in the head with a crowbar, and they still kept fighting. Crowbar, the guy's eye popped out of the side of his head, head socket was hanging there, and he was still fighting. He may have died later, but he was mm-hmm. still fighting. I don't know if that was sucker punched or not, but whatever happened, happened. So pretty, still a tough he crowbar. still kept going. He's still a tough, he was a tough individual that maybe died. Or was definitely damaged for the rest of his life.
0: I you know? don't know, man. I, I had a friend in college. He got hit in the head with a pipe and it just pissed him off.
1: Yeah, things happen. Certain people just I got that guy I told you oh, out the window out of the got second the, strip, Yeah. yeah. No. so there's there's things that happen and adrenaline people do what they're gonna do. But you gotta play with God. Violent reality and all these different things that come in. It's a wake up. Doesn't mean that you submit or you give in or you are you are you are you become violent yourself? It means you recognize what, where you are, and what you need. You need to turn and face it, not run from it. And when you think about religion, and when you go beyond the religion, and you think about what God you believe in, are you believing in the God that you believe in because you truly love, or your idea what you think of love, or do you believe because you're just afraid? Like a lot of times, like uh, we become brainwashed by this thing. But most of these people that uh, blow themselves up we'll say for, for the religion or whatever, are doing it because they need to prove to themselves that they believe in God, so they have to face it, and that's why they kill themselves with other people. You know, and it's not, it's not real love. It's like testing their love by doing what they believe in. And that is uh, an addiction. We become addicted by our, we become like drug addicts. But you walk into, you get into that sandbox and you'll start to understand what creation is saying, then you are actually playing with God. And there may be some of those rooms you're gonna walk into and you are gonna get sucker-punched. And the only way to deal with a sucker-punch, both in materially and human combat, and spiritually, is to face where it's coming from. Sometimes in, in those many rooms in the, in the sandbox, you may get sucker-punched really hard, and you may know, you take it right to the ground. It's how you get up that's going to make all the difference in the world. And that's more of a spiritual. And in life, too, we've all been sucker punched. It's how you come through that when you get up. I've been in some pretty bad things in my life that I never thought I would be in. And I was... One time was hit so hard that it was just... that's a great story. But I got up. So, I think down the line, maybe... If listeners get interested, maybe I'll I'll do a little biography online uh, or, you know, and then you guys can write about it, about my journey. But each of us have our own journey. No one should follow mine. Everyone needs to follow their own. There's no such thing as a hero's path. We're all heroes. Anybody that takes on the challenge, anybody that gets into the sandbox, anybody who's going to get sucker punched and cut through, can pull out their sword that cuts through adversity, Anybody that wants to play with God, the warrior's path, you're all heroes. You're all finding and creating your own destiny. You're all finding and creating your own mythology. And you are more soulful. And you're also great listeners. There's no right, there's no wrong. There's just the
0: way. Movement.
1: Okay? Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye. I just waved at the microphone. (laughs) all right i bowed to it we're good (laughs) thank you for listening to the way of violent realization if you'd like to see or hear more you can check out the website systemswithinsystems.com we have a youtube channel and a facebook page that you find the links for if you have any questions or comments you can send them to our email sws.kungfu at gmail.com thank you for listening please subscribe we're looking forward to hearing from you thank you